you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, we're going to answer your fantasy genius questions and we're going to give you the science, yes, the science behind finding a good fantasy kicker. Molly, Fabs. Fabs, rumor on the street is that you're sitting a big-name quarterback. Is this true? I am, but you're going to have to hang out and find out who that is coming up next. All right, Marcus Elliott. What's the good word, my friends? Marcus, PM Dawn, must start, unownable, or week seven wild card? They are absolutely a wild card. What about Eddie Lacy? Well, for that one, you have to stick around and find out. Good news for you, NFL Fantasy Live starts right now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. I'm James Coe alongside Michael Fabiano and Elliot Harrison. We're going to hear from Molly Karam and Marcus Grant in just a moment. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, though, at NFL Fantasy. I don't know how I feel about this. I'm sitting next to two Cowboys fans. It's good to be a Cowboys fan right now, isn't it? <laughs> Five and one home slice. There it is. I like it. We'll stay in the NFC East. A little bit of sad news here. The uh, Giants placed Victor Cruz on season-ending injured reserve Tuesday. Cruz suffered a torn platellar tendon in a Week 6 loss to the Eagles. Victor Cruz led the team in receiving yards, amassing 24% of New York's receiving yards. That's a lot of production gone. Who fills the void, Fabs? Well, I think overall it's going to be Ruben Randall, but it's going to be split out. You've also got Odell Beckham, who is now rosterable in all fantasy football leagues. But the number one guy to me is Randall. But this is the kid who's the wild card here, and that is Odell Beckham. He's looked good so far, came back from that hamstring injury, and his targets clearly are going to go up now. Ruben Randall is owned in most leagues on NFL.com. Beckham's not. 
So that's why this is a guy that you can go out and pick up and see where he rolls. Yeah, I like that. You know, two points here, James. Number yes. one, Larry Donnell at tight end. I, I get it didn't have a monster week, mm-hmm. but they're still targeting him in the red zone. There was a play that Eli Manning had him. He missed the throw, and you could see from Eli's reaction that he blew it. That would have been a touchdown. You'd have been a lot happier as a fantasy owner. Second point is, heard a comment about Victor Cruz crying. Let me tell you something. Your season ends and you're a veteran, that, that's, you know. It's tough to handle, uh, man. Yeah, you think? And I mean, it's serious, too, because that could be his career. That could be his career. And sure. people, you know, making fun of that, I just think it's disgusting. Not right. All right, we'll stay with the Giants. Giants head coach Tom Coughlin has ruled out running back Rashawn Jennings against the Cowboys. Uh, Jennings suffered a sprained MCL two games ago against the Falcons. The Giants do hope to have Jennings back for week nine, as week eight is their bye week. Anything to make of that news? Andre Williams is an RB2. Hopefully you got him. I agree with that, and I look to see if somebody dropped him. He's still 96% owned. There you go. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cincinnati now. Bengals wide receiver A.J. Green did not practice Wednesday. Green re-aggravated his toe injury in practice heading into week six. Missed Sunday's game. Without Green, we saw Mohamed Sanu step up big time. Ten catches, 120 yards, and a score last week. Can he do it again? I think he can, Fabs. I mean, this guy is the real deal. I watched him play a couple of weeks now, and he gets open, and he's got that big body. He's one of those guys that Andy Dalton can throw it to even when the corner is nearby. Bad matchup this week in Indianapolis. The Colts have been really tough on wide receivers this year, but Would you he's sit still in? a guy you got to play. I mean, yes. he's hot right now, and the target numbers are way up. Yeah, and I could see that game being a little bit of a shootout as well. All right, we're going to go to Florida. In This is for Adam Rank. Duval! Jacksonville Jaguars running back in preseason fantasy darling Toby Gerhardt missed practice Wednesday after missing last week with a foot injury. And just when our graphics department was putting the finishing touches on our Storm Johnson Stormwatch animation, Toby throws a wrench in the whole thing telling Jaguars.com that he hopes to play Sunday. Help the viewers make sense of this Jacksonville backfield. It's one to avoid unless you're really hurting for a flex starter because reports out of Jacksonville last week were that Sturm Johnson was, I guess, on a pitch count. They limited his touches in that game. Yeah. You saw more than our Robinson. So hmm. I'd pick him up. I don't know that I'd play him unless I'm really hurting for a flex. I don't think he or Gerhardt are going to be able to rain down fantasy points uh, for Listen to this guy. I wouldn't would start either guy. There? Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, Molly Karam. Uh, we're going to throw it over to Molly Karam and Marcus Grant for more. James, thank you. Storm, what a tremendous game. Absolutely. But by the way. P.M. Dawn, they are a sleeper in all 90s R&B fantasy leagues. <laughs> no question. And Elliot, yes, real men do cry. All right, thank you guys. Molly Karam and Marcus Grant here with you. And since it's Wednesday, let's break down a little waiver wire action and start by taking a look at the most added players from NFL.com this week here. And this is based on ownership. So it's ownership percentage. Mohamed Sanu, we'll get into that one. Obviously, some injuries there on that team. Anton Smith, he's been tremendous. Joe Flacco, the Ravens. Pretty darn good. Good luck figuring that out. All right, let's get into some of these, and let's begin with Anton Smith here. TDs in four straight games, and Coach Mike Smith made good on his promise in terms of getting him more involved. Yeah, you got to love that because Smith was the guy who you could, I don't say count on, but he was hitting one big play a week and finding the end zone, and I know fantasy owners were a little bit concerned because you can't count on it every week, but if he's getting more touches, it's a little safer to put him in your lineup. Steven Jackson, obviously on the downside of his career. Uh, Jacquez Rogers has never stepped up. Devontae Freeman has not been the guy we thought he would be. Anton Smith has come out of nowhere and been a productive guy. Pick him up, 
Put him in your flex spot. The first year I passed on Steven Jackson, I couldn't do it again. <laughs> All right, let's go to Derek Carr's vertical guy who led the team in snaps on Sunday. That'd be one Andre Holmes. Andre Holmes, another guy who kind of came out of nowhere. We weren't really sure what to make of the Raiders receiving core. I mean, James Jones has been nice, and he's had his targets, and he's made some big plays. But Andre Holmes is a speed guy. He's a vertical guy. And you've got a quarterback with a big, strong arm like Derek Carr there. It's almost like Al Davis trying to return to the greatness of the Raiders. It's a lot of that vertical <laughs> passing game. Tony Sperano is trying to make a big impact. And Andre Holmes is the guy who might be able to do it for him in the vertical passing attack. Marcus, Malcolm Floyd has one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy. He's first in the NFL in yards per reception. But is he boom or bust? I like him. I think okay. he's a boom. Yeah, man. Both up with Malcolm Floyd. And... We forgot about him last year. He was injured. He didn't play most of the season. And Keenan Allen stepped in and had a fantastic rookie year. Malcolm Floyd's back, and this is a guy who is good for big catches. I mean, this is a guy with a career average of more than 20 yards per reception, and he's a big play guy. Phillip Rivers is looking in his direction. Keenan Allen becoming phased out of that passing game, and I like Floyd. No question. Keenan Allen uh, suffering a little sophomore slump yes. as of right now. So those are the players who have been added to most rosters this week, but how about the players who've been kicked to the curb on NFL.com that since Sunday? Let's show you some of them. And these are the most dropped again based on ownership percentage. Victor Cruz, obviously the injury. Matt Asiata, Stephen Ridley, another injury, and no Sean Moreno, too. Eli Manning and Larry Donnell, you're just down on my G-man. I get it. But uh, <laughs> let's get into C.J. Spiller. So he had negative points. I don't yeah. like that. No, no one likes that. <laughs> no good. No, not good at all. And C.J. Spiller, another guy. We talk about guys getting phased out of their offenses. Spiller is one of them. I mean, since his big season a couple years ago, he hasn't done anything close to that. Last week, Anthony Dixon was getting more attention in the offense exactly than C.J. Spiller. Fred Jackson seems to be ageless, but Spiller at this point, he certainly belongs on your bench and probably belongs on the waiver wire. Okay, this one set me straight here. Chris Johnson, career low, four touches. I get it, but the Jets need to run the ball if they want a chance, especially on Thursday night against the Pats. Yeah, they do need to run the ball, and they're going to do it with Chris Ivory. It will not be Chris Johnson getting the football. We thought he was going to be a dual-threat guy. We thought he was going to be able to be on the field with Ivory at the same time, and when they were on the field together, what we learned is that Chris Ivory was a better back. Johnson's not seeing the ball. The Jets' offense is a mess. If there's anybody there you're starting, it's Ivory. But even this week against the Patriots, that's an iffy proposition. Yeah, no bueno. But the timeshare certainly uh, leaning towards Ivory there. Brian Quick, not his best outing. And the Rams are getting into the thick of their NFC West schedule. Some tough secondaries. Yeah, they have some tough secondaries. I know Brian Quick had a a bad night against the 49ers on Monday night. I wouldn't panic on him just yet. Part of it is that Austin Davis has been spreading the ball around a whole lot of targets there Mm -hmm. in St. Louis. Brian Quick, though, has been the guy who's the most consistent. He's a big-body guy who you can target down near the goal line. I think he will bounce back. He's not an every-week start. He's maybe a flex guy or a WR3, depending on the depth of your league. But I wouldn't quit on Brian Quick right now. Listen, people, take a page out of Aaron Rodgers' playbook, R-E-L-A-X. It's that simple. Absolutely. (laughs) Eli Manning, we're all so fickle with him. I've heard this a bunch of times this week. He's Jekyll and Hyde, and it's true. And now that Rashad Jennings has gone a couple weeks in Victor Cruz for the season, what do we do here? Look, I'm not off the Eli bandwagon yet. I've been driving that train for a few weeks, and I'm not willing to, to pull it over just yet. Again, he's not an every-week matchup guy. He's a guy you look and you see who the opponent is, and you decide then. The principles of this West Coast offense involve a lot of short passing, a lot of high-percentage throws, and there's going to be those opportunities for Eli to do that. Now, when this team has to come from behind and they've got to make some big throws down the field, maybe it's questionable. But as long as they're staying competitive in ballgames, Eli's a guy who will have 
decent fantasy numbers. He'll be around you know, anywhere from 15 to 18 points a week. Listen, people, you counted out the Packers. You counted out the Patriots. Don't count out my Giants. All right, be sure to set your DVRs for our nightcap edition of NFL Fantasy Live for all the latest injury news and updates. Tune in at 2 a.m. Eastern. Marcus and I will be there with you. Staying late, right? You ready for it? I hope you have some snacks. That's right here <laughs> on NFL Network. It's Wednesday, people, and you know what that means. Michael Fabiano reveals his stardom and sit-in players for Week 7. Is it time to bench Alfred Morris? Find out later. But next, breaking up, it's not that hard to do because we are done. It is over for some players. Find out who our experts have had enough with when we return. Welcome back into NFL Fantasy Live. Thanks for hanging with us. We are seven weeks into the season, and it might be time to start making some official roster changes. So let's take a look at some players that might have put a damper on your lineups this season. We're calling them fantasy disappointments. Take a look. Some big names up here. Matthew Stafford, Zach Stacy, Doug Martin, C.J. Spiller, Cordero Patterson. Fabs, that was your crush. He let you down. Percy yeah, Harvin. Yeah, I'm heartbroken. Keenan Allen was a, a Rookie of the Year candidate last year. So let's get into uh, some of these players here that we're giving up on or we just may not have seen enough. And, and some of the, these guys aren't on the board that we just saw, but we're cutting them or benching them until further notice. Fabs, who are you breaking up with? C.J. Spiller. Mm. I'm finished with this guy. You, you know, are so committed, too. I want players who score fantasy points, and C.J. Spiller does not. In fact, he had negative points last week. Two rushing touchdowns in his last 23 games. Double-digit fantasy points once this year. The best running back in Buffalo is Fred Jackson. I'm done with C.J. Spiller. I'm cutting him. I'd pick up another running back, say, for example, like a Brandon Oliver, an Andre Williams, a Jarek McKinnon, somebody. Spiller, sayonara. (laughs) Adios, Spiller. Marcus, Keenan Allen has really been disappointing this season, especially with Phillip Rivers. He's the number two fantasy quarterback right now. Yeah, Rivers is slinging the rock to everybody but Keenan Allen. I think the last time Allen was in the end zone, Walter White was still running things in Albuquerque. (laughs) It's been that bad. No touchdowns in seven straight games. And you look at the pecking order in that passing game, you've got Antonio Gates who is doing big Mm -hmm. things. Malcolm Floyd's a big play guy. Even Eddie Royal is actually continuing things beyond his normal four- or five-week stretch. Keenan Allen isn't even getting looks anymore in that offense. And at this point, he's certainly on my bench. And depending on who's on the waiver wire, he might be gone. He hasn't found the end zone once this season. Elliot, Alfred Morris faced the cards, then the Seahawks. Tough run defenses. But is is there any hope for him moving forward? Look, Alfred Morris has been stealing money from my fantasy team. Just like like Marcus stole my Keenan Allen. So So here's the deal. You said about Walter White running things. Alfred Morris hasn't been relevant since they were running Sleepy Hollow promos nonstop. <laughs> oh, wait, they still do they that. Still are. Okay, well, he's still not relevant to me. Now, good matchup, Fabs, against the Titans, but you mentioned Andre Williams as a running back replacement for C.J. Spiller. I'd rather have Andre Williams going against Dallas than Alfred Morris. I'm just tired of him that not producing. All right, let's move on to Cordero Patterson here. We were also hyped about him heading into the season, and he had that one good play one, in week one. Good one play. Yeah, in exactly. week one. Exactly. This one hurts, man, because I really liked Cordero Patterson. A A lot lot of people people in the fantasy community were high on Cordero Patterson because he was so good at the end of last year. You heard North Turner say, we've got 10 new plays for Cordero Patterson. I haven't seen one, I don't think. I mean, maybe he's not getting open. Maybe he doesn't have a grasp of the playbook. I have no idea. But Patterson right now is a guy that you have to cut ties with. No touchdowns in five straight games. He hasn't done anything since that one big run in week one that Molly alluded to. You can't trust him. You can't play him. 
I'm benching him or dropping him. This next one's really disappointing. Larry Fitzgerald, really a legend, and it doesn't seem like it matters who's that quarterback, uh, Stafford or Palmer. He, he's just not getting the ball. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, the interesting thing here is, you know, Cordero Patterson is a wide receiver who doesn't run pass patterns, and Larry Fitzgerald's a guy Drew who runs. Stanton, I'm sorry, I said <laughs> Stafford. That's Excuse okay. Me. Larry Fitzgerald runs past patterns and doesn't get open. So I don't know which guy you'd rather have. Now, I know what you're going to say, but he had a big week last week. Yes, it was his first fantasy-relevant game. And it's funny, like, everyone goes cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs mm-hmm. now if Larry Fitzgerald has 80 yards receiving. Doesn't that tell you everything you need to know? Yes, exactly. I mean, I mean if he's going... Times and, have changed. And it's much harder to break away from a guy when they've had a touchdown in the most recent game. But I'm telling you, I don't see it happening in two weeks in a row. Yeah, Michael Floyd and Andre Ellington, really the guys with value there, fantasy relevancy. Let's move on to Doug Martin now, Marcus. Uh, he's still owned in 92% of leagues. But are you keeping him on your bench? What are you doing? Uh, I'm certainly not putting him in my lineup. He was questionable at the start of the year. We weren't sure what we were going to get out of Doug Martin this year. I will tell you that at this point in the season, he has been less muscle and more hamster. That is problem for me. (laughs) Bobby Rainey has been the better of the two backs. And right now, Tampa is kind of rotating those guys through there. But I just, I can't do it with Doug Martin anymore. I just can't. And Bobby Rainey really hasn't been doing a ton as well. Well, part of it is that Tampa has been behind, especially last week. They get behind so quickly. And they have to air it out. And it shows you what a great job our production team does. They just pulled every single positive run that Doug Martin's had (laughs) all year for your video. It probably took him about a week and a half. I appreciate it, guys. Way to dig into the archive. All right, good stuff, guys. And what about players that these guys won't be quitting on? Well, we will have those names for you on NFL Now. So make sure to check them out at NFL.com slash now, but let's talk sleepers. And we join in, uh, bring over Adam Rank for his week seven sleepers. Thanks, guys. It's time for my sleepers for week seven who are ready to help you win your fantasy matchup this week. Well, here's a little less conversation, a little more sleepers starting with Derek Carr. Yes, the most dangerous thing you can do in fantasy football is chase the points. But I'm going to advocate that you take a look at Carr this week against the Birds, who've allowed the seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. I understand that you might want to pass on playing a Raiders quarterback. I get it. But don't pass on this guy or you will find out the hard way. Let's move on to the running back position, and a guy I really like is Justin Forsett. He doesn't need a lot of touches to be one of the most productive players in the game, which is perfect. Don't use 20 touches when 15 will do. You want your running back to score on specific plays, but not be able to remember any of them a week later. This week, he's got the Falcons D, which has allowed the most fantasy points to running backs this year. And if you have Forsett this week, well, for God's sake, whatever you do, don't under any circumstances. Oh, wait, let's just go to the wide receiver position. And Jarius Wright. Yeah, you know, you, you might know him better as the Vikings receiver Teddy Bridgewater is actually looking for these days. His numbers weren't great against the Lions in week six, but that's because Detroit has been playing actual defense this season. This matchup against the Bills is much, much better this week. The Bills have been very generous to fantasy receivers this year, so let's go with him and we'll pretend he's the Vikings receiver we used a fifth or sixth round pick on this year. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah? Okay, but let's, let's not remember that guy's name. Well, I'd like to thank you all for your time. Look, we go way back, and I owe you from the thing with the guy and the place, and I'll never forget it. Those were just three of my 11 sleepers for this week. If you want the full list, be sure to check out NFL.com slash Ranks11. All right, see you when I see you. See, on the flip side, Rank, and uh, with so much parity in the NFL, mixing and matching your lineup can be an arduous task. So week in and week out, luckily our experts are here to play a little match game to help you in week seven. 
So guess what has two thumbs and took down the only undefeated team remaining in the NFL Fantasy Live League? This guy. I know Fabiano said he was all geeked out because the Cowboys got a win over Russell Wilson, but you know that Wilson pick broke your heart. Admit it, Fabs. <laughs> Welcome back, fantasy fans. Time to play a little fantasy match game. I'm going to be the host of this beautiful game show. I feel like I should roll up my paper, actually, into a skinny, into a skinny mic. We'll do a skinny mic here. I'm going to throw it out. Stop it, you. I'm going to throw out a player. And the guys here are going to match that player to one of these beautiful five choices on the board. Must start, must sit, unownable, week seven wild card, or the flex option. Fabs, you're first. We're going to talk about Wes Welker. Wes Welker is? At this point, I say he is a must sit. Welker had one target last week, and clearly the pecking order in Denver is Demarius Thomas, Julius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, and then maybe Wes Welker comes in at number four. At this point, he's barely even rosterable. Is that even a word? It is now. In fantasy, that's a word. Maybe not in reality. <laughs> but Welker is someone to me that is really fallen off from a value perspective because the concussions, because he missed the first couple of games. So Welker right now, he's rosterable, but barely but you need to sit Now, in. if I can mix my game show references here, is that your final answer? Because <laughs> on the board, we also have unownable. I, I still say you own him. You just don't play him. There you go. All right. Eddie Lacy, Marcus, is what? Eddie Lacy is a must start. Oh, even after the four-point performance? Even after the four-point performance. You look at his schedule, there are a lot of tough matchups coming for Eddie Lacy to be concerned about. This isn't one of them. The Carolina Panthers have been gashed on the ground. They've given up not only a lot of yards, but they've given up some long touchdown runs. We saw the Gio Bernard 89-yard scamper last week. And if there's ever a week for Eddie Lacy to put up some big points, this is the week. There are other weeks that I'm really concerned about the guy, but this week at least, I'm making sure he's in my line. All right, there you go. How about Percy Harvin, Elliot? You know, Percy Harvin is what? Yeah, I, I tell you, one of the joys of my job is seeing you get ready for work in the undershirt, in the locker room back there flexing. Where and it's with that Where are we that going I, with this? Where are we going I say <laughs> that Percy Harvin is a flex option. Oh, there you go. Ha. He is a flex option. I like Here's it. the deal. Yes. Percy Harvin's playing at St. Louis. Now, if you watched that Monday night football game, and I know you did, you saw how many receivers were running free. How open was Brandon Lloyd, Marcus? Oh. Eight yards open? Yeah, pretty much. I think Rams defensive backs are going to be pretty much on every football card uh, for wide receivers <laughs> this year. Percy Harvin is going to have plenty of opportunities because of this matchup. Here's the thing. The Rams are getting absolutely no pressure. And you want to talk about one of the most underrated injuries of the 2014 season? Chris Long of the Rams. They're not getting pressure. Robert Quinn's not doing it. Mm -hmm. No pressure means backside coverage. No bueno. Yeah, it's amazing how little pressure up front they're getting. I think they only still only have one, one sack, sack on yeah. the year. It's incredible. They had 53 last year. Now, he gave his answer for Percy Harvin. Fabs, would you agree with that? Flex option at best. Mm. At best. I don't like him this week. Marcus? I'm going with a week seven wild card. You know they're going to try to get the ball to him. It's just a matter of what he does with it. It's been one of those things where Percy Harvin, we saw those three touchdowns getting called. All called so the, 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 the potential is there, there. for yes. sure. Mm -hmm. So I see, why, I see why you would say wild card. All right. Fabs, how about it? Are you ready for the next I'm one? It's Chris ready. Johnson. CJ2K is what? Uh, you know what? I'm going to let Mike Singletary answer for me here. There you go. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. You know, that soundbite isn't even that old. I can't believe 
It didn't even look like it was an HD. It was amazing. <laughs> I don't know. But, but it fits for everything. He yeah, fits for what Chris Johnson is right now. Okay. He is a guy that's unownable. Unownable. They have phased him out of the offense in New York. If you're looking at his touches, they keep dropping. They're using Chris Ivory more as a featured back. Chris Johnson had his day. He was one of the best running backs in fantasy football. But that was a long time ago. And right now, CJ2K is to the waiver wire, at least for me. Wow, how the mighty have fallen. All right, Pierre Thomas, another running back, is what, Marcus? Well, he is a wild card, baby. Ah, wild card. Week 7 wild card. What I like about Pierre Thomas is that he's really productive with the football in his hands. This is a guy who's averaging nearly 7 yards per touch when he gets it. The problem is... He's had fewer than 14 touches in every game this season. So if the Saints wise up and decide to get this man the football, he really could break out, even against a tough Detroit Lions defense this week. It's just a question of whether or not they're going to feed him or will it be a lot of Kyrie Robinson. We know Jimmy Graham's not going to be there, but who else is going to get the football in that offense? Now, with Jimmy Graham gone, Elliot, would you agree that they might pound the rock a bit more? Actually, I think he is a flex option because of the ability to catch the ball. He has over 20 catches this year, caught 77 last year. I think they're going to need to throw the ball in the flat. I think, per, I think Pierre Thomas could be a flex option. Let's stay with you, Elliot Harrison. Sure. Talk to me about Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is a... Come on now. Joe Flacco must start. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on me. No okay. okay, it's no just whammies. me in this room? All right, that's fine. Yes, okay. Because I'm going to play Joe Flacco, and it's not just the five touchdowns last week. Here's the thing. Okay. Two weeks ago or three weeks ago against Carolina Panthers, he deep-sixed him. I get it. He had a slow game in Indianapolis. But by and large, Joe Flacco's had a really nice season. Now he's playing at home against maybe top three worst defense in the league in the Atlanta Falcons. Did you see the Bears game last week? Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Marshall absolutely destroyed Mm -hmm. that Falcons secondary. You know the Ravens love to throw it deep. That's all Jay Cutler did was rear up and throw 40-yard Jeff Blake moonshots. Okay? (laughs) I see that happening. I think Flacco gets not one, but at least two deep balls for touchdowns this week. Two. Uh, Very quickly, Fabs, would you agree with that assessment? He doesn't. I completely disagree with that because Atlanta's pass defense, based on the numbers, has been really good because teams run the ball down their throats. Atlanta is tied for the second fewest touchdown passes allowed this season because people run on them. Mm. Flacco, no bueno. No bueno Flacco. I know he is. All right, there you go. Sometimes the best offense, though, on your fantasy team can be a good defense. But what about if you didn't draft a dominant D? We give you the best streaming options for Week 7 coming up. And we scoured Fantasy Genius and found some of your toughest fantasy questions. We're going to tackle those questions when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Stick around. Let's get defensive. That's right. Which defense can you trust these days? I'm not going to trust a defense that scores negative points anymore. Bengals. Time for change. And we all know the name Drew Brees, but has his fantasy status changed from must start to week 7 sit? Michael Fabiano has quarterback starts and sits for you. Guys, what do you do with Alfred Morris, Brandon Marshall, and Rob Gronkowski? What do they all have in common? Well, they've scored less points than the kicker, Cody Parkey. That's right, a kicker. Our kicker combo. We're kicking that off next. How many times can I say kicker here? 
Welcome back into NFL Fantasy Live. Molly Karam, Marcus Grant, and Elliot Harrison here. Hey, guys, want to kick this off? Yes. Okay, cool. For those of you who asked your questions on Fantasy Genius, our experts are here to give you an answer. And if you want your question answered, all you need to do is go to NFL.com slash genius and submit them there. And, uh try to give you what you want and those are answers all right it's time now for in the moment presented by the lincoln motor company and we all know the drill we're going to rip through as many as we can and hopefully help you out with some tough decisions here we begin with the quarterbacks better start tom brady or drew Brees. i'm going tom brady in this one yeah. you got the jets on a short week they're mm-hmm. kind of a mess defensively i, I like tb I don't like either one of these options, but I'm going to go with my, my, main, my, my, my main man here, Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, Drew Brees going against Detroit allowed the fewest points to quarterbacks. Who's going to be the highest scoring player of the week? I'm, I've got this feeling about Des Bryant this week. I think he gets two touchdowns over 100 yards receiving. I'm going off the board with Justin Forsett. Yeah, I like I think that. He, I think he's going to be. He goes Atlanta. berserk against Atlanta like this it. week. The Ravens, my sleeper pick for the Super Bowl. All right. Better start, Joyk Bell or Pierre Thomas? Back to that same New Orleans-Detroit matchup. I'm going Joyk Bell. Uh, it's going to be tough, Pierre Thomas, maybe in a PPR, but most leagues aren't PPR. I'll go Joyk Bell. I'm going Joyk Bell, especially with no Calvin Johnson. If he doesn't play this week, they're going to throw the ball to their backs a lot more. Better add Brandon LaFell or Eric Decker? I go Brandon LaFell. I'm not trusting the quarterback situation. Eric Decker, he's got he can't like walk up and get the ball and go run it. Yeah, <laughs> Good point. So I'm just saying. He could try. I, I like LaFell too because I think oh, Brady Brady likes to have these big targets yeah. now. He has all these you small guys what we around. just said. Yeah. I know. LaFell's uh, had three it. TDs in three weeks. All right. Who is the biggest star to leave on your bench? I don't know. Does Wes Welker still count as a big star in fantasy? I don't anymore? know, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, buddy. I mean, I think he's the guy I'm leaving on my bench though for sure. I'm going to have to go Alfred Morris, man. I just don't trust mm-hmm. him, and he's got a good matchup. He has a great matchup, but uh, two bad games, two tough matchups the last two weeks. All right, better start Ronnie Hillman or Zach Stacy. Oh. Zach Stacy has Ron- Seattle. All right, yeah, Ronnie Hillman, yeah. I guess. Just by default. You right? know what? I'm going to say Zach Stacy simply because the Seahawks have looked vulnerable this mm. year, especially if they're on the road this week. They have looked more pedestrian. All right, who will be the biggest disappointment of the week? Ronnie Hillman. <laughs> there you go. All those people you that are gung-ho about in. Ronnie there Hillman, there you go. I'm going to say Drew Brees against that Lions defense. Okay. Week. Better start. We go to the tight ends here. Dwayne Allen or Antonio Gates? Ooh. I'm going to go Dwayne Allen just because Andrew Luck loves looking for him in the red zone. Kobe Fleener that deflect attention off. I like Antonio Gates against the Chiefs. He's had some good games against them in the past. I will take him. The Bengals have allowed the most fantasy points to Titans this oh, week. Oh, Just saying. My pick, right, okay. As we're going out. <laughs> Let's join. I'm just devil's advocate here. The rest of our crew, we send it over to James and Fabs. All right. Thank you so much, Molly. Uh, Fabs, let's talk defenses and maybe reevaluate some of the best fit game Ds right now. Let's start by looking at those defenses that a lot of managers spent relatively high draft picks on. And you take a look, Seahawks, Panthers, Bengals, every single one of them underperforming this year. Defenses are cyclical. They never, ever stay the same from one season to the next. Occasionally, you get the Ravens who have a good run or the Seahawks or the 49ers, but this is why I don't draft defenses early and why I like to stream defenses instead. You know, the biggest thing there here is, uh, I look at the Seahawks. In in 2013, they allowed nine points per game to quarterbacks. In, in, In 2014, double that score, and the same could be said about the Panthers' run defense. Exactly. 14 points per game in 2013, 24 points per game in 2014. So, a lot of last year's top defenses underperforming this year, as we say. Uh, But take a look at the top defenses of this season. 
the Eagles and Lions and Texans one to and I thought you were going to say Lions crazy. and Bears and Tigers. Oh, oh my. my. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's insane. Uh, you know, the Eagles, as you see here, crushing it this year. 19 sacks, nine turnovers collected, but five, five defensive scores, another two on special teams if you counted in, your, in those leagues. But that just can't be sustainable, can it, fans? Right. That's exactly why you don't draft the defense early and you stream them because how can you predict – Defensive touchdowns right. and special teams touchdowns. Maybe if you have Darren Sproles or Devin Hester, you get sure. one or two. But I don't know that this is something that's going to remain the rest of the season. But the Eagles right now, dare I say it, best defense in fantasy and a must start as far as defenses go. You know, it's interesting. I would see the Eagles as maybe you could package them in a trade because they've got so much of trade value right now. You can do that. Absolutely. Uh, Detroit leads the league in sacks with 20 on the year. Man, they are looking great defensively, especially They're up nasty. front. They're absolutely nasty. I mean, they've held Aaron Rodgers in check. That's why I don't like Drew Brees this week. And typically, you know, Drew Brees playing against a defense, James, means you're sitting that defense in fantasy. Not anymore. Not this year. Not on the road. And not against Detroit. I am starting the Lions defense this week. And, in fact, I have them ranked in my top ten. That never happens against a Drew Brees offense. Jimmy Graham's not there either, so that uh, that hurts Breeze and the Saints offense. But regardless, the Lions are locked and loaded, man. They're in my lineup. How about the Browns? They're ranked 23rd in fantasy scoring right now, but holy cow, do they got a tasty matchup this week. When you see a defense that plays against a rookie quarterback, typically that is a very good matchup. That's what you have this week against Blake Bortles in Jacksonville. Defenses have combined to score the second most fantasy points when playing Jacksonville this season. I look at that number, and you know what? I don't care that the Browns are 25th or 26th, wherever they are, among defenses in fantasy. I like the matchup. I'm streaming defenses, and I think the Browns are a very good one-week play. I love it. The Bills are a top-five fantasy defense this year, though. A lot to like up in their matchup this week versus, again, a rookie quarterback. Exactly. Teddy Bridgewater, who was a turnover machine last week and had a very poor game, which meant the defense played very well. And the Bills aren't owned in 100% of leagues. You can find them on the waiver wire if you're in a league where people aren't streaming defenses or aren't paying attention. They're at home this week, again, against the rookie quarterback in a Vikings offense that does not have an identity. So the Bills are a great play. You know, unfortunately, I did stream the Bills in in one league against Tom Brady and the Patriots. Of course, they got carved up. But yet, despite the negative points, they're still a top-five defense. So it tells you how good they've been other than that week against the Patriots. All right, make sure to join CBS and NFL Network for Thursday Night Football. One of the best rivalries in football will be on display as the Jets head up to Foxborough to face the Patriots. NFL Total Access kickoff starts at 6 p.m. on NFL Network, and coverage continues at 7.30 p.m. on CBS and NFL Network. Football starts here. All right, in the wacky season, that is. Michael Fabiano is adding to the wackiness. Is Alfred Morris a start or sit for Week 7? And he gives a bold prediction about Drew Brees as well. And you think finding a a good fantasy kicker is a matter of luck? You'd be wrong. There's an actual science behind it. And as scary as it sounds, we delve into the mind of Elliot Harrison coming up on NFL Fantasy Live. That is scary. (laughs) 
Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. It's Wednesday, so that means the guru, the fabulous one, Michael Fabiano, is here with his weekly start. I'm sitting players for week seven. Make sure to check out all of his starts and sits by going to the website, nfl.com slash start sit. We're going to start at the running back position, Mike. Marcus Grant calls the Baltimore backfield the Rubik's Kubiak. Tough to solve. <laughs> What do we make of Justin Forsett this week? Well, you've got to like what's going on with his value from a fantasy perspective because he has been the top back in Baltimore over the last three weeks, and he has scored an average of 14 fantasy points per game in his last three games. That's pretty solid from a guy who wasn't even drafted in most leagues. He's got a great matchup this week. Atlanta's given up more touchdowns and more fantasy points to running backs than any other team in the National Football League. So Justin Forsett is a definite stardom. Another definite start, Lamar Miller playing against the Chicago Bears. No Sean Marino is now out for the season. What does that mean, James? It means that Miller is the big fish in the mm. Miami backfield. Did you see what I did I there? I like it. And I like the matchup this week against the Bears. They've allowed an average of 150 rushing yards and seven rushing touchdowns in their last seven home games. That is a ton. Start Lamar Miller, a guy that I'm sitting this week, Zach Stacy. Did you watch Monday night? It was a complete committee with Benny Cunningham and Trey Mason both sharing the workload with Zach Stacy. And the Seahawks defense, I know people are saying it's not as good as it was last year, but they've allowed an average of 46 rushing yards with no rushing touchdowns in their last five road games. What does this all mean, my friend? It means Zach Stacy needs to find a spot on your bench. All right, let's take a look at some of your other start and sit running backs this week. You see uh, Alfred Moore, Freddie Morris. He's at home. As He's well. got a good matchup. 12 touchdowns in his He's last He's got to do it this games. week, right? So hopefully he gets into the end zone. Sit him. Ronnie Hillman, despite 100 rushing yards, sitting Ronnie Hillman. The Niners. Yes. Tough very tough. run defense. Very tough. All right, so we move on to the wide receiver spot. T.Y. Hilton went off for 200 yards last week. He's going to do it again this week, right, Fabs? Uh, probably not. Okay. Although I hope so because he's on my fantasy football <laughs> oh, okay, team. There you go. And I didn't play him because I have ah. Demarius Thomas and Alshon Jeffrey, but that's another story. No one cares about my fantasy team, but they care about their fantasy. <laughs> Team and T.Y. Hilton is a very yes. good play. He's been one of the hottest wide receivers in the National Football League. And this is a great matchup because he is at home. He has 26 catches, 350 yards in his last three home games against the AFC. And oh, by the way, the Bengals have allowed 637 receiving yards to wide receivers in two road games. Wow. That is an absolute ton. Another wide receiver that I'm starting this week is Mike Wallace in Miami. He's back, a receiving touchdown in five of his last six games. Four red zone touchdowns this year, so you know Ryan Hannell is looking for him inside the 20. And the Bears have allowed 10 touchdown catches in their last four home games. To me, that spells start. Mike Wallace, a guy that I'm sitting, Roddy White. Because of one of my favorite trends and stats ever, okay? Okay. In 19 career road games against the AFC, 19. Roddy White is averaging 62 yards, and he only has two touchdowns. That is a fun trend, and honestly, it's a trend that you need to watch. He hasn't played well from a statistical standpoint lately, so Roddy White's a guy that is going to find a uh, seat on my bench this week. He has not been productive, and again, this trend, I mean, that's a tough trend to ignore. Uh, that's a long trend, my It friend. is a trend, yeah. All right, your so. other start and sit wide receivers for week seven. We see Emmanuel Sanders in there against that tough SF defense. He's going to be a start regardless. Sit him. How about it? Percy Harvin 
at St. Louis. What Tough has he done for me huh? lately? Yes. He hasn't done much, and if you look at his road numbers, lately they have not been very good. I hope he breaks out because he's been a disappointment for a lot of fantasy owners, but he has not been good on the road. Well, he's not been good anywhere lately, Jim. Where are the jet sweeps? Where are the jet sweeps? <laughs> All right. Uh, everyone's favorite position, though, quarterback. How about them, Cowboys? Oh, I love it. <laughs> now I'm fired up. Yes. Hit me with Tony Romo. Well, I'm not going to hit you with Tony Romo. <laughs> okay, please But don't. I'll talk about right. Tony yeah, Romo please. here. And I know last week he didn't have a good game because the matchup wasn't that great. We told you to sit him. This week, you want to start Tony Romo. Where's Elliot Harrison? He right? knows Tony Romo. Well, I want Harrison to talk about him. But Romo has been great against the Giants, averaging 340 passing yards in his last three games against the G-Men. The Giants have also allowed an average of over 280 passing yards with six total touchdowns allowed on the road to quarterbacks. Where's Molly Carroll? She's a Giants fan right <laughs> Right? How about the Cowboys? Another quarterback go. that you're going to start this week is Carson Palmer against the Oakland Raiders. Palmer's had two starts this year, 17-plus fantasy points in both starts. He's got a great matchup this week against the Raiders. Yep. They've allowed 25 touchdown passes in their last seven home games. Wow. That's more than three a game. And Palmer's been hot over 320 yards per game wow. in his last three. So I'm starting Carson Palmer now. I'm not telling you to sit Drew Brees necessarily if you don't have another quarterback whoa, who you whoa, rely whoa. on. And no, I, Listen, I, ha- I haven't been smoking any funny stuff here. <laughs> I am actually telling you that Drew Brees is a bad start this week. Six touchdown passes, nine interceptions in his last five indoor road games. The Lions are getting up the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. They've only allowed five touchdown passes all season long. Wow. So if you have Phillip Rivers, if you have Carson Palmer, if you have Tony Romo, Start them and sit Drew Brees. That's wow. right. I said it. Sit Drew Brees. Wow. Plus no Jimmy Graham. Exactly. That's another great point. Now, if you have Brian Hoyer and you start him over Drew Brees and then you get mad at me on Twitter, right. There's please something wrong don't with you. do that. <laughs> if you've got a reliable quarterback, okay. put him in there. There you go. How about Tom Brady right there? He's, been, he's recovered he's extremely been well. The matchup is good. He only yeah. has 12 touchdowns in 12 career games at home against the Jets. But the Jets have been so bad against the pass, and Brady's been hot. Again, I think Giselle had him sleeping on the couch. <laughs> there you and go. that's why he's hot right now. Drew Brees was on that sit list, as was Matt Ryan. So there you go. Some bold calls by the man next to me here. But if you want tight end start sits, guess what? Fab's going to be delivering those to you via NFL Now. That and more exclusive fantasy videos can be found only on NFL Now. Download it for free at NFL.com slash now. All right, kickers are people too, folks, and high-scoring people to boot will unfreeze the kickers who got iced in your fantasy draft and give you some names who can still deliver from downtown for your fantasy team. Look, on NFL Fantasy Live, we analyze stats and numbers and lines of codes. You guys out there in the fantasy world, you're LARPing. Both of us use 20-sided dice, but let's be honest. Fantasy football is just World of Warcraft for sports nerds. As the draft approaches, the Giants zone in on their first-round pick. This kid here is supposed to be fast. Some guys you can look at him and just say, oh, yes. Finding Giants, an NFL Network original series, Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. All right, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. We're actually going to start talking about kickers, but finding, finding a good fantasy kicker is actually not a matter of luck. That is true, James. Some people have a science uh, to picking kickers. That would be one Elliot Harrison. True Uh-oh. story. Here we go. Let's All do right. it. 
Hi. And Molly, <laughs> Molly loves this formula. Let yes. me just tell you. But I'm so angry. Yeah, here's what it's about. It's about teams that can move the football, but then they bog down. And I know that drives you fans nuts when you see your team drive all the way down the field, and then they can't get touchdowns. But you know what? That's good for kickers. So check it out. These are teams with at least 20 red zone drives thus far this season. You see the list there? There's 15 of them. And that means yeah. these offenses are actually pretty good at moving the ball. Yeah, like the Colts are a great example. Really good at moving the ball. However, some of these guys really stink once they get inside the 20. Let's show you some of those. The Eagles at the top of the list, 40% of the time they get touchdowns. That means 60% of the time they are bogging down. Nick Foles is missing uh, Brent Selleck in the end zone, and you're frustrated and you're throwing stuff at the TV. The Colts are on this list as well. Now, how many of these teams that suck in the red zone have pretty good kickers? Well, check it out. Eight of the 12, okay, eight of the top 12 kickers in fantasy belong to teams that can't get it done mm -hmm. in the red zone. So you see those teams right yes. there, James. How let's, many of those kickers are available? Let's take a look. Here we go. Booyah. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> look at that, people. Now, Cody Parkey is right. at the top of the list. However, so these five kickers are in the top 12, or excuse me, they're on those teams. And they're available. And they're available. And they're available. Now, yeah. Fabiano, what's the problem with Cody Parkey this week? Uh, he's on a bye. Exactly. So you're going to get him next week. What you're going to do is either get Dan Carpenter or Graham Gano. Good thing about Graham Gano is that the Packers defense stinks. Panthers will be able to move the football. You get field goals. Field goals worth more than extra points. Dan Carpenter, good option. But Cody Parkey's who I want to talk about here. Okay. Because we know that Chip Kelly's offense can move the football. But Nick Foles keeps missing receivers. Marcus, how many times has he missed Zach Ertz this year? I can't count that. Exactly. <laughs> I know you can't. That's why I teed you up on that. So, Cody Parkey, however, has been pretty reliable. He's very high scoring in fantasy. So, what you do is you just say, okay, I know Nick Foles has not played at a high level, but the Eagles can move the football. I'm going to be confident starting this guy. Unfortunately, you can't do it in the bye week. Now, would you possibly keep two kickers on your roster in I one would. week? You would? I would. Fine. Go get Graham Gano and Parkey. <laughs> It's cool. Okay, very Drop good. that spare running back that you're never going to use. You were talking exactly. about dropping C.J. Spiller anyway. Yeah, yeah, he's off my roster Listen, for sure. Listen, this is five minutes of our life we can't get back, but that uh. was pretty interesting, <laughs> Elliot. You did, you did sell me. Thank me later. Fabs, how do you pick your kickers? Is there a science for you, and who do you like? Well, for me, I'm always looking to see if a kicker gets dropped during his bye week that's very valuable. I've gotten Steven Gostkowski because of that. I'll wow. hold two kickers for four or five days, sure. and then I have a stud. I like Matt Prater because of what he can do. He kicks the ball from distance, and that's where you get a lot of fantasy points. Now, one myth is that if a kicker plays behind a good offense, well, he's going to be great in fantasy. That's not true. Shane Graham this year playing behind Drew Brees, great offense. He's tied for 24th in fantasy points oh. among kickers. That's not very good. So you want reliable guys, younger guys like Cody Parkey. He's right now one of the top kickers in fantasy. He's available in a lot of leagues. That's amazing. All right, Marcus, what's your strategy here? I'm going for a guy that plays in a quality offense that I know is going to be consistent year after year. You talked about reliable fabs. Adam Vinatieri is about as reliable oh, as they come. I mean, this dude <laughs> is the second coming of, like, Morton Anderson. He's one of those dudes who's a machine. You know is going to get you opportunities every single Anderson. week. And on top nice. of the Colts are moving the ball. Plus, we saw on your list there, Elliot, that they bogged down in the red zone a lot. But yeah. they're getting a lot of red zone opportunities, and you got to love that. Adam Vinatieri, the guy's ageless. I'm sticking with him every week. All right, there you go. For Marcus Molly, Elliot Harrison.
and Michael Fabiano, that the wasn't Hall of Famer. I am James Cole, and we will see you tomorrow. That's going to do it for us here at Fantasy Live today. But tomorrow, be sure to come back. We've got your TNF preview between the Jets and Patriots. Tune in at 4 p.m. Eastern on NFL Now and 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. Go ahead. We'll see you then. Boom. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.